Hello and welcome to another uh, rant slash replacement episode for your standard platforms and pitfalls content. This is, I am told, going to be number five in our series uh, of this. Is that correct, Rowan? That is correct. Also, uh, hi, yeah. I'm Rowan. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, w- welcome, and I am Blue. And yeah, it's just us two again today. Um, and this time, we are going to talk about, at my behest, Melty Blood type lumina blue what is melty blood type lumina <laughs> oh you know strangely wasn't ready for that question uh melty blood type lumina i'm gonna have a stupid answer first is a fighting game and it, uh, the latest in a fighting game series of one of my favorite franchises and that's the stupid answer because that doesn't tell you anything it, it's a it's a it's a 1v1 fighting game where uh, it is based off of the visual novel Tsukihime, as in like it's a fighting game in that world, taking characters from there. Uh, it's really fun. Is that, is that is. maybe that's the stupid answer? It's really fun. Yeah, it's a it's- really fun fighting game based on a story that you and I are both big fans of. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're going to talk about, rant about, discuss, th- there is a bit of discussion here, I think, um, is the presentation. And specifically, what I'm thinking of here is the UI. And this definitely comes from the first time I laid eyes on the new game. So very brief history for this. Tsukihime, the game that this is based off of, is a, a doujin game indie self-published game mm-hmm. uh out of japan in the year 2000 uh, question mark. um melty blood no 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 tsukihime tsukihime yes 2000 tsukihime 2000. and about 2002 for melty blood the first yeah. one and so so like, i just want to impress how crazy this is if we just stop here for a moment of the there wasn't even a company to like make real profit off of tsukihime at the time because they weren't the company. And Tsukima was a landmark title in terms of sales. Like it sold over a hundred thousand copies, which might sound like very few for a modern piece of video game media, especially one that was the foundation of all the fate universe and how much that sold and things. But at the time, it was like a big demonstration that visual novels could be a financially viable product that you could make and sell and base a company around. They didn't have to have a lot of like extra gameplay bits and so on. Tsukihime didn't even start as a digitally distributed product, as far as I'm aware. I don't think it's ever been digitally distributed, actually, until yeah, as the in the remake. digital copies were rips, right, of the CDs. Yeah, because that's this right. is the era you where we're buy in. CDs. Um, you can't yeah. even today, or even like ten years ago, like if you went into a dojin shop in Japan. The chance yeah. of you finding a copy of Tsukihime are pretty low. I know because I literally tried that. And, and yeah, yeah, so 100,000 physical sales. We're not talking like Steam sales. Like someone had to go out and, and, and buy them. Yes. Um, and often at like special limited events. Like most of those copies would have been sold at events like Comiket, like conventions. Yeah. So going a bit off topic there, but that, that's how big Tsukihime was. And part of that is how it got to Rowan and I, who weren't in Japan at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, to to get to the actual point, uh, it then spawned a fighting game spinoff in, in 2002, um, which kind of like explored more aspects of the game. Like It wasn't just a fighting game of, for fan service. It, it was for the most part. And, and it was trying to cash in on something, but it was very obviously made with a lot of love. And a lot of the systems in that game aren't wholly unique to it. 
it's very inspired by the Guilty Gear series at that point. Very inspired by Guilty Gear. And it was a very, it's initial, con- multiplayer is one of those games I think is very interesting because it sort of released as a product that wasn't really intended for competitive play. Like it was a fun yeah. way to engage with these characters. Yeah. It wasn't particularly well balanced. And over the years, it refined its very, very unique ideas into something that became a genuinely fantastic fighting game. But at the start, it wasn't it quite didn't that. set out. It didn't set out to be a groundbreaking fighting game, and then it became a staple of, if you, dear listener, are not familiar with the term, there is a subgenre of fighting games called anime fighters, where generally we're talking about aesthetic of having anime characters, which it certainly fits with Tsukihime, uh, sorry, with Melty Blood and Tsukihime, but also tends to refer to a kind of pace that you play at. It's it's a bit less considered and a bit more push buttons and let's see what f- happens. And a lot right? more air-driven. Yeah, a lot more like jump, be in the air-driven. So it, it became this huge thing. And the success of the Melty Blood fighting game as a staple of fighting games and fighting game players led to like the solidification of the company that made it. And then they branched out and made their own fighting game. Uh, and so we, that, that was kind of, when that happened, when that split happened, uh, very amiably from everything I understand, um, that mm. was kind of the end of Melty Blood as this like franchise. Uh, we were left with Melty Blood actress again, current code, because... Mm. It's just one of those things where they have great names. Because fighting game um, names. And then yeah, they went on to create the fighting. wonderfully named um, Undernight in, in Birth. Yeah. With various yeah. suffixes in between square brackets. Yeah. And genuinely, all Melty Blood fans were pretty happy because Actors Against Current Code, the AACC, the final thing was very like big send off. This is everything that's ever been in the game. This is the biggest the game has ever been. This is, uh, you know, every like really fun and viable thing from the past couple of versions is in there. Yep. Um, and I, I think all Melty fans were pretty content for that to be the end of it. And for perspective, um, Actress Again Current Code was a four by three game. Yes, that's right. Uh, it, it, it was in the era of 69 when it was released. But, you know, all Melty Bloods had been four by three at that point, And it just continued that tradition. Um, I bring this up because 10 years later, uh, we get the announcement that Melty Blood Type Lumina is a thing. To coincide uh, is, with the remake of Tsukihime. Yeah, Tsukihime remake, um, which was a big deal for uh, Type Moon, the, the company that owns the IP to Tsukihime and Fate Stay Night and all of that jazz. But yeah, they they went back to the developers for the fighting game because they're not the developers of the people. Uh, they're not the developers who made the visual novel. They're a separate development company now uh, called Frenchbread. They got them back in and they made Multi Blood Type Lumina. I bring up the ratio thing because Type Lumina is such a step forward for a franchise. It is very. I don't know. It's not as big as Street Fighter Four was from Three. Probably it's hard to be that big. Yeah, but it is a a pretty revolutionary multi blood title. It goes from four by three to sixteen by nine. It it really pulls it all forward into the new in, into the modern fighting game. And not to get too hung up on this, but when we mention this point of sixteen by nine by four by three, these are important differences in a game that's mostly about controlling horizontal and vertical space. When you dramatically increase horizontal space without increasing vertical space, it it is something that impacts the design. Yeah. The value of projectiles is really different in this space. So 
we're not saying this is just like a display thing. It's a mechanical thing ultimately as well. Uh, it absolutely is. That's a very good point to bring up. Uh, and and uh, so, yeah, to continue my previous thought, it brings the game forward into modern fighting games, but also in line with the Tsukihime remake. This is now no longer... So the old Tsukihime, uh, sorry, the old Melty Blood is, you know, very much, hey, here's this like quirky, I want to say quirky <laughs> visual novel about vampires, spoiler, um... And, you know, here's some weird characters and they're going to beat each other up. And now this one is here is a fighting game based on this quirky, very high quality, polished remake. And now this fighting game also has to be high polished, very high quality, well, reasonably high quality, yeah. um, you know, remake. It still, it still has fun, but it- it's still very fun. But there's a lot more expectation tied to it now. It's 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 yeah. a lot more serious now, right? Like they're going into this not as a hey, we're just gonna make this fun thing for fans. This is like this is you don't revive a name that is a like series classic without consequences, right? One of two things will happen: you will not do the name justice, and everyone will hate you for bringing this back under this name. Um, we see this with a bunch of games, mm. um, but gladly, like there was a lot of trepidation when I heard Melty Blow was being remade um, oh yes gladly in this case it, it genuinely lives up to it it is not the same game it is quite hard to compare to where we left off 10 years ago with actress again current code but it is very very fun in its own you know new melty blood style but it still yeah. embraces a lot of what the old thing was but i think yeah. we can say a lot about the history but let's talk about why we want to talk about it today yeah, burying the lead a bit <laughs> so uh, we got a bit tucked away into the history there couldn't resist it. It's right. And it's really fun and it's really good. So that the reason I kind of harped so much on that history is because I really do want to talk about a lot of the presentational differences between the old game and the new game. Uh old game is very based on yeah, vampires. And you know, and as you would expect with vampires, one of the themes in the UI is reds and black. Standard, right? Like it makes sense. Uh, if not black, then like red and dark colors. Melted yep. Blood type Lumina immediately, immediately, like from its logo, looks different. It has a lot of. Uh, so this is gonna this is gonna sound a bit stupid once I like clarify my point as well. Has a lot of uh, blues and yellows, golds, I should say, in a very fate color scheme because blue and gold is a uh, saber's color scheme. So that's a thing that like Fate Stay Night has taken a lot of. Yeah. Um, now, some clarification. Uh, some of Tsukihime, with Tsuki, meaning moon, being in the name, has connotations with the moon. And the way the moon is presented in a lot of type moon stuff is very uh, blue and white. So some Melty Blitz have a lot of blue and white associated with it, especially there was an arc... Uh, relating to a character called White Len, has a lot of like blues and whites in it. But a lot of the UI stuff is very like gray and then red and then black, like like darker colors. Uh, whereas yeah. with Type Lumina, they went bright. They went pretty bright. They went, if you like follow a lot of Type Moon stuff, they went very fit. Um, so yeah, like for an example of like this. So if we look at the character select screens, and I'll try and remember to link these. Mm -hmm. Like the actress again color character select screen is like some like deep purples mm -hmm. with like a red sort of central background, yeah, and sort of some purple shapes in the center with all the names being in purple too. Yeah. If we were to look at type luminous, we see sort of um a set of like recessed triangles with the outer one, the outer sort of space outside the triangle being blue. 
yeah. sort of thin black and then like leading to purple and then the sort of blue moon with yeah. character names being white with a sort of blue um, line around them. So it's a much yeah, brighter, a much bluer um, sort of vibe to it with almost no like sort of red or red adjacent tones in the image except for a small section of purple. I, I don't consider myself a media Luddite, but I am pretty blind to a lot of these themings. Apparently, though, you just have to be in a game that I played a lot for me to start taking notice of this, because that's immediately what my brain started doing with the announcement trailer for Type Lumina, and unlike a lot of the early trailers, I was just paying so much attention to all of the, the framing and the UI and what the game was going to present itself as, because I think that means that, you know, this is the direction that they're taking and that um, that they're trying to communicate an idea and a theme via all of this, uh, which to this point of the game where they've released multiple extra characters, they haven't made good on any like big central theme yet, uh, or or like they haven't tied it in. I should I should say yet uh, to you know the kind of foreshadowing that they've done. So what is what are they kind of foreshadowing? A lot of the the visual language that they're using for the UI in Multiplet Type Lumina uh, has to do with a concept. That is more prevalent in another series, the Fate series, uh, with, that is less about vampires and more about uh, mages and historical figures. So Melty Blood Type Lumina seems to be going in the direction of magic, which is not to say magic didn't exist in Tsukihime, it's just that it wasn't as much of a central theme. And I don't know for sure that that's the direction the Type Lumina is going to go in, but that's what the the entire UI seems to imply, because all of the mm-hmm. things that that was that Rowan described there with the with the character select screen, the color scheming, the ge- the geometrical shapes. Uh, to contrast to old multi blood, it would be more organic blood splattery things, right? They didn't have like rounded circles for that kind of stuff, but you know, it's it's more bestial uh, kind of iconography. And then the new one is all like straight lines, clean edges, which is something that is much more uh, associated with Fate Stay Night as opposed to Tsukihime. So it does seem like that's a big direction that they want to go in. And I, you know, it, it, it stands to reason, right? Like you make so much money in the past and Type Moon has made so much money in the past seven years off of their yeah, Fate I franchise. Mean, fate Grand Order alone is like a bill billion dollars like it was more talked about than Fortnite the year that it came out which is also the year that Fortnite like was rising to power mm-hmm. fates earned them so much money um fate grand order's success delayed the type moon Tsukihime remake yeah. because the writer was working so much on grand order instead of that remake or so the story goes <laughs> so the story goes so yeah that's that's very much my I don't know if I have a point here that's the thing I wanted to communicate to people is that this is really cool in seeing this like revival game, seeing the direction that it's going in, kind of inferring that this is why, uh, and, and you know, it's not its own game anymore. It never could be. There's so much writing on the back now. I mean, we already have a crossover character, right? To try to tap into some of that. Saber is in this game. Saber from Face Day Night. She has no reason to be here, but she's here and she's having a good time, and it's really cool. Um, to talk about like so. When I think people feel like, oh, it's more geometric, what does that really mean? So you know, a lot of modern games have a fairly like geometric sort of aesthetic to them. But the aspect of magic in Fate Say Night, often there's this idea of the magical circuit or the magic circuit. Like magic is fundamentally not like a science in the Fate universe, but it's often described in ways that might match sort of 
a conceptualization of technology. Yeah. Like people have to create create energy from somewhere. They have to make complete circuits. Magic um, can be stored. It can be used. It can be harnessed in different ways and there are limits and so on. Because anything without limits is sorcery. That's the term they use, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. um, so since Melty Blood really emphasizes this use of like on top of this geometric sort of patterning, it sort of has like this sort of very PC computery aesthetic, which some of Melty Blood had leaned into a little bit previously. Yeah. But the magic circuits and the UI um, are pretty consistent as well. It, it looks very deliberate. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like they didn't accidentally stumble on a similar style to another of their franchise, like core flagship franchise games. Yeah. At the lowest and like most disappointing level, it's just because it's a color scheme that, and, and like design that's familiar to their current player base. That would be the saddest result of this, but. But because the game moves with so much of its own distinct personality in general, I, I can't believe that would be. The yeah. Case. This feels very like they're setting up for something and that's really cool. And so if I have to put a point on this rant, it is that when you design a video game, the weirdest, smallest things will catch your player's attention. And if you like really like pour effort and love into all aspects of it, even the way the logo animated on screen the first time I saw it was just like, you know, it, it triggered that part of my brain that's like, oh, you're that's not what that's supposed to look like. Oh, are you doing that? You know, like it's really interesting. At first, I thought they were like foreshadowing the the main bad guy in this because uh, Melty Blood is very much a series driven by its antagonists. Uh, its antagonists decide the setting and like the the stakes at play a lot of the time. They just decide mm. it's kind of this weird dream um, where people can die, but it's this weird dream. And I thought they were just you know foreshadowing that. But the main bad guy in the game that we got doesn't have anything to do with the magic circuits or the theming of the uh, of of the of the of the ui uh and then as you play more you get some of the like extra content that you have to unlock and it implies a separate level of not quite dream stuff so that's very melty blood but the the machine for why there's a dream engine running isn't being made clear yet that's really cool to to do so much storytelling with so little because they're not, they don't say any of this in game, right? A lot of this is implied. And a lot of this makes more sense if you've played the previous games and experienced that story. So in a fighting game where traditionally it's very bad at telling any kind of story, Melty Blood is potentially telling one. I don't know. We, we don't have an answer yet. We don't have an endpoint yet. So for now, it's pretty cool. And this idea of the UI, like communicating a whole bunch, like I think, you know, when Persona 5 came out, Everyone's yeah. like, wow, this UI, it's incredible. And Persona 5's UI is very in your face about its excellence. Yes. Um, and I don't think like I would say, oh, um, Melty Blood Type Lumina has the best design menus. It no, certainly doesn't. Certainly but like not. the this use of like the aesthetic to enhance the themes or foreshadow future themes is something that's really cool, I think. And definitely like, uh, another layer of like this game's real greatness. And it's <laughs> um it's also not a tool that every game has access to, right? This works because of past expectations. Mm. This works because it was a big franchise 10 years ago, and now they're departing from it. And they chose to make the departure possibly mean something. We, I, I keep feeling like like six months from now, we're going to be disappointed when nothing happens. But oh, yeah, when we get Nelty Blood, Ty Blumina, actress again, again, current to code or something. Access to... <laughs> yeah um maybe it's actually all just the they're in a vr machine and it's see, just see, that would, a crossover with sword art online that would still be meaning right 
my that fear is that all of this means nothing. Yeah. And that there is no payoff to this setup. It's so weird to say that the UI is setting something up, but that's genuinely what it feels like to me. Um, so, yeah. And it's all there aren't games that have UI that sets up things. Like you um, have mentioned, we've talked about um, Mega Man Zero 2 together yes. a little bit and how that has like a UI shift to denote like a change in um, narrative and things like that. Like yeah. a lot of games do use UI to either foreshadow things or bring things up and so on. It's the most apparent part of the game to the player, even they mm. don't consciously know it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hats off to all you UI designers out there, uh, whoever you are who did, I didn't do any research on this, whoever you are that did work on Melty Blood, who concepted it all up, type Lumina, you did a fantastic job. It looks really good and really clean and it's been to the entire melty blood team you've brought this game into 2022 and it looks amazing and brilliant i i think that's it i think that's it beautiful hey thank you for listening everyone this was uh this was super fun for me this was an episode for me <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it that we didn't get too obtuse with what we were talking about and if we did I apologize. I enjoyed it at least, but I'm afflicted with a lot of the same sickness as you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you have struggled through this and are going, what the hell are these people talking about? Um, hopefully there won't be too much of these left and we'll get back to our regularly scheduled platforms and pitfalls. If you have enjoyed these, brilliant. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm, I'm glad we could be somewhat entertaining and cover something, you know, near and dear to our hearts. That wouldn't really fit in our regular episodes quite so well. No, not really. I don't know how I would go about talking about this in our regular episodes, to be completely frank. So, with that said, any closing words? Thank you for listening, everyone. Oh.